And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Federal Minister of Agriculture takes part in World Food Day events in Rome as part of this week's European Trade Mission. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesas.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley wraps up a successful 10-day trade mission to Western Europe tomorrow. McCauley wrapped up a G7 Agriculture Minister's meeting in Italy today after two days of discussions. He also held bilateral talks with his agriculture counterparts in the European Union, Italy and Germany. These meetings focused on the importance of farm trade. McCauley also met with European industry associations including Livestock and Meat Trades Union during his 10-day trade mission. McCauley says Europe is the single largest market for food in the world and his goal was to promote the new Canada-European trade deal. During this mission, we spent a, a lot of time with representatives of the Canadian agriculture and food sector. As you know, SETA is now in effect. On September the 21st, tariffs on virtually all our agriculture and exports to Europe dropped to zero. This means a com- competitive advantage for agriculture and agri-food and seafood products. Industry estimates up to $1.5 billion a year in the new uh, business for our farmers and food processors. Through budget 2017, our government set an ambitious target to export at least $75 billion of agri-food products by 2025, and SETA is going to help us reach that target. Last week, we were in Germany, visiting Anuga, which is the world's largest food show. Canada has significant presence there with close to 40 agri-food companies at the Canadian Pavilion. We partner with industry and provinces to showcase our Canadian food at networking events. For the rest of the mission, we have been in Italy for meetings with the G7 Agriculture, the Italian grain and pasta industry who are strong advocates for Canada, and the Food and Agriculture Organization. Our meeting of the G7 ministers looked at a number of uh, pressing issues, including risk management, food security, and uh, migration. G7 ministers agreed that the best way to fight world hunger is to strengthen the family farm. Today, we're in Rome, along with G7 ministers, for a special meeting of the Food and Agricultural Organization, marking the World Food Day. World Food Day is celebrated every October the 16th, the same day, and the Food and Agriculture Organization was founded in Quebec City way back in 1945. The theme this year is Global Migration Crisis. My message to those attending was that open trade and access to innovation are vital. They will create the conditions for farmers to stay at home, build their businesses, and feed their families and the nation. Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley wraps up a 10-day trade mission to Western Europe tomorrow. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart is attending the Tri-National Agricultural Accord in Denver this week to promote farm trade with U.S. and Mexican officials. Stewart says now is a critical time to highlight farm trade while the NAFTA talks are underway. Now they're moving on to the more contentious issues and, you know, we're cautiously optimistic but also concerned because this is very important for us as it is for the other two countries involved. And in Saskatchewan, uh, it's more important than any place else in Canada. Stewart says Saskatchewan agri-food trade with the U.S. is valued at $3.5 billion or nearly 25% of all agri-food shipments from this province. 
Mexico is Saskatchewan's fifth largest market, worth $623 million a year. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. A farmer east of Regina at Edgeley was part of an effort to raise over $10,000 for the Canadian Food Grains Bank this fall. Frank Grunewag, past chair of Saskanola, says Viterra donated land near its Balgoni terminal to raise funds for food assistance programs for countries in the developing world. The Canada Food Grains Bank and uh, Viterra kind of joined forces uh, to, uh, Viterra donated uh, the use of land around their terminals and the one at Balgoni they had uh, 42 acres that they donated use for and we were approached to farm that land so we donated our time equipment we found some uh, partners to like CHS and Edenwald provided fertilizer and uh, Bayer Crop Science provided seed and crop protection products and uh, basically the crop was sold back to Viterra and the proceeds go to Canada Food Grains Bank for uh, hunger uh, relief efforts and uh, development projects around the world. How much was raised? Well, uh, $12,500 got raised, and uh, what's really amazing is the part that the federal government leverages. federal government has put a, a dollar, a $4 for every dollar, so basically the $12,500 will turn into uh, $50,000 for the Canada Food Grains Bank, which is amazing. Now, uh, we've reached on the tractor. How was your harvest uh, east of Regina at Edgeley this year? It was actually uh, it was an amazing harvest. I, it's always good when you uh, don't expect very much and you get a great harvest. So, I mean, it was a it was a good harvest. But considering the three inches of moisture we got since seeding, it was it was quite amazing. How were you, your yields and grades? Grades were amazing. I mean, there was no rain to speak of during harvest, so grades are very good. We wish we would have. Amazingly enough, I mean, we thought we would have had higher protein on wheat, so that's a little bit lacking, and, and, and there's definitely a, a premium and a spread to higher protein wheat, so uh, it's difficult to get the higher prices. And uh, yields, well, they were, uh, like as far as canola, it's maybe some of our best uh, yields that we've had, which we don't quite, I mean, basically some of the areas that were flooded last few years were actually produced really well this past year. So that made up for it. And, and there was all the subsoil moisture that we accumulated since 2010 vanished into this crop, which makes it that we've got the very dry subsoil now and we'll be, uh, we'll be looking for some timely rains next year. What type of yields did you get? We're, we're uh, just around above 45 bushel in, uh, in canoe, actually. We, we averaged 47 on the farm, which was, was excellent. And uh, wheat in the mid-50s, flax, just short of 30 bushels, which was, for our farm history, is maybe a bit disappointing that it seemed like flax didn't do quite as well in the, in the, the dry this year. Peas were uh, pretty good around that mid-40s. We, the, the downside were we had some uh, faba beans, uh, not to confuse with soybeans, but faba beans didn't do real well. They went around 21 or 22 bushels, and they're not worth a tremendous lot either, so we don't have all... We didn't have all that many acres, but it was just as well. We had converted some of these faba bean acres in lentils this spring, and these, the lentils did mid-20s to upper-30s, upper-20s, which uh, we were happy with that on the land that it was grown on. So, yeah, uh, 
pretty decent year, and considering we didn't have to put fungicides on this summer because it was dry, for the most part, most crops didn't get fungicides. That was quite a saving. So I guess we'll be, it looks like we'll be here to survive another year. We've got you on the phone while you're doing field work. What kind of field work are you up to? Well, we're doing some uh, disking, cultivating, and mowing of areas that we had lost with the flooded acres in the, since 2010. And so uh, it's uh, you know some areas it's amazing how you don't you don't farm it for a couple of years and you start to have uh, small saplings and willows that start to grow and and so we're we're um, reclaiming that land and you know I guess if I want to be a little bit on the pessimistic side if we don't get rain that that's probably the only land that will grow a crop next year but I you know I think we'll. We'll get a bit of snow, and we'll get timely rains next year, and we'll be okay. Frank Grunewig is past chair of Sass Canola and Farms east of Regina near Edgeley. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were mixed in early trading. Canola gained $2 at $474.44. Oats fell $1.45 at $153.74. Number one red spring wheat decreased 26 cents at 227.87. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $260.12. Feed barley, 156.65. Flax, 450.25. Yellow peas, 272.29. And feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, December spring wheat is down two and a quarter cents at 612 and three quarter cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week, calf run begins 1750 on Thursday, 3,575 calves on Saturday sale. All the calves in the sale Saturday average 1,141 pounds, weighing right tight to 500 on the average of them all. That is $313 per head more than the same sale a year ago. 770 pound steers at 214, 666 pound steers at 223.50. Tight to six, they bring 224, 225. The 530 to 540 weight steers bring 232.75 to 235. We did have a load of Clemens Ranch steers at 237. Wing 542. 480 to 400 to 500 pound steers, 246.75 to 249.50. 400 pound steers, 275 to 280. Here's the set of one owners. They were good calves, but bulls and steers mixed. They bring 260.50. 33, little baby, 286 pound steers at 315.50. And here's some gray crossbreds at 321. Into the heifers, 600 pound heifers on Saturday, 198 to 201. The 530 to 550 weight heifers, $2 point quarter to 204, up to 205.50. 480 to 500 pound heifers, 207 to 218. 430 pound heifers, 221.50. Tight to four. 227 and a half. Here's a set of 40 350 pound heifers. Bring 3 
1.06 per pound. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of 131 to 135 per CKG. Today's sale is expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling a range of 133 to 136 per CKG. 100 index dressed weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, October 13th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 129.65, Ham's Cash, 128.15, Thunder Creek Brick Co., 121.61, and High Life, 132.91 dollars per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened up this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 10 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2487. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.69 cents US. US cash markets are poised to trade steady to higher this week following a similar trend experienced so far in the month of October. Pork demand is also performing well with the most recent pork export sales slightly over year ago levels. The cutout belly has been holding steady too, even as pork production approaches record levels. Lean hog futures continue to reflect optimism about hog prices over the next two to four months, with the December contract holding a $3 US 100 weight premium over the current cash index price, while the February contract is trading at an $8 US 100 weight premium. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eaves Trough, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny. Wind west 20, the high 17, the low plus 3. Tomorrow, sunny skies, wind southwest 30, gusting to 50, the high 21, the low 3. Wednesday, sunny and windy, the high 12, the low 4. Thursday, sunny with a high of 18, the low 6. Friday, increasing cloudiness, the high 15, the low plus 2. Saturday, sunny, the high 13, the low plus 2. Sunday, sunny, the high near 15. The normal high is just 10 degrees, the normal low is minus 3. The sun rose at 723 this morning, it sets at 605 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan and Saskatoon, both 15. Swift Current is 14. Weyburn, 15. Yorkton is the Saskatchewan hotspot at 17 degrees. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 14. That's 57 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest to date. Humidity, 40%. The barometer rising, 101.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 15. Winds are from the west-northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 14, that's 57 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.